Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Where does the computer mouse like to hang out? At the scroll bar. Your dad is so strong. When the rock maxes his bench press, he asks your dad to spot him. Why did the cat cross the road? Who knows why a cat does anything, honestly. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me... The respect that I'm entitled to! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments. The health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored, uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. Been a podcast. Why do I keep saying that? I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Tacey. Hello. My partner in all things, hello, Tacey. And my other little pal, uh, P.A. Lydia. Hello. Back from sabbatical. Yes. This is a new show for people who had never, uh, not a new show, well, this is a new episode for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. By the way, I'm operating on three hours of sleep. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, If you have a question that you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call, 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. 
Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. All right, very good. Um, yeah. Uh, check out stuff.drsteve.com. Please use that. Uh, whenever you do uh, shopping online, it really helps to keep the servers going. And uh, you can scroll down and see uh, roadie.drsteve.com. Uh, uh, roadie, R-O-A-D-I-E, .drsteve.com is the robotic uh, guitar tuner, and you can get one for bass, too. It's a great gift for anybody that has um, a, uh, a stringed instrument. And they also now have the roadie coach that will actually teach you how to play your instrument. So if you bought a ukulele and you don't know how to play the damn thing, the roadie coach will show you how to do it. It's not that expensive. It's pretty cool. Uh, check out Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. That's uh, tnhotsauceco.com. Or just Google Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. Uh, they sent us a bunch of hot sauce, and uh, they're pretty amazing. And they even said, do you want to do a weird medicine one? I said, yeah, can you ferment Tabasco and ghost peppers? And they said, hell yeah, we can do whatever you want. I just... Throw a couple in there. I kind of like the ghost pepper flavor. You, like you, you don't. No. Okay, but the Tabasco flavor. Have you tasted like my Tabasco, Tabasco sauce not, that I made? That's how I got into I fermentation. Will. And because um, I we had these Tabasco plants. And they, listen, if you've never grown them, they're the most gorgeous pepper plant you'll ever see. They're big and bushy, and then they have the um, the, the uh, peppers all stand up. They're about an inch long. They all stand up and point toward the sky, and then they're all different colors. They're green, they're yellow, they're orange, and they're red. Beautiful. And it is, it's gorgeous. And uh, so I said, I want to make Tabasco sauce out of these. I'm not wasting these. Because I just waste peppers and stuff. I give them away or whatever. You know, what the hell am I going to do with this? So uh, I read up on it. It was like, oh, God, you have to ferment them. And so I had to buy all this fermentation gear, which really wasn't a big deal, but it was just kind of a thing. And then you got to brine them in 3% brine. And then you put them through a food mill, big pain in the ass. And then you have to add uh, 40% of the volume. Uh, in um, uh, apple cider vinegar. Nerd. And <laughs> Nerd alert. Nerd you're, alert. You're not, you're not wrong. Did you do all these dilutions here, and yeah. percentages? Oh, uh, wow, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. <laughs> so anyway, but it makes the best hot sauce that you'll ever have. And if you want, you can taste some. Yeah, I will. I'd I like think, to. I think we have a bottle or two left. Uh, anyway, uh, and uh, check out uh, Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And uh, look at our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Uh, Tacey and I do a show there. We're a little bit slack, but I think we can maybe do a live stream here pretty soon if you want to. And if you okay. want to make me do it by myself. Uh, I'm okay. okay doing that, too. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And then uh, if, if you want me to say fluid to your mama or, you know, secretions to your daddy, just, <laughs> you know, cameo.com slash weird medicine. I dropped the price to five bucks because I don't give a shit about making any money at it. It's just fun to do. And I really enjoy doing it. 
And sometimes we do it here in the studio. I did one in my office and had my medical student in the background. And I said, you know, I'm doing your cameo with Gimli the dwarf from Lord of the Rings because he had this big, giant red beard. You know, so we just F around with it. If you want Myrtle (laughs) to do it, just say that. I had a guy that said, my wife hates it when you do. Well, you were here. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of necklace. I hope you're having you good. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's cameo.com. Slash weird medicine. So, yeah, I'm uh, working on three hours of sleep. Um, I've, I take some anti-aging supplements that okay. I think, you know, I'm reasonably young, 60, 67. Well, I don't know about that, but, I mean, I'd rather look good than feel good. But, um, you know, uh, but I've been taking these anti-aging things because i got a young wife. I want to be able to keep up with her and stuff and not have her married to some old piece of you know, some old man and uh, that's just doddering around in his dotage. And uh, so uh, I read an article about taurine, where if you take 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams of taurine, which is an amino acid, uh, you, uh, it, it helps promote uh, healthy cell division and stuff and de- decreases uh, apoptosis or programmed cell death, right? So I'm like, well, hell, I'm adding that to my armamentarium. So I got some taurine. It came in the other day. Well, I take all my medicine at night. I take everything at night. I, I hate taking medicine twice a day, so I take it at night. So last night I took taurine Shit. and then wondered why I woke up at 3 o'clock and could not go Isn't back to sleep. Isn't that what they put in yes. Red Bull? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes of course. Taurus Bull. Yes. Well, that's because you're an idiot. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's that. That is one of the ingredients in energy drinks, and uh, Richard David Smith and his lovely wife Shatai will tell you that because they make Hyperphysics, a uh, um, a energy drink for nerds, and uh, and that's what it was. And the thing is, um, so then I have to come in and we're doing this, and I'm I'm one part of my brain is operating on 12 cylinders, but the other part of my brain is really working on about two and a half. Okay. So it's pretty interesting. So anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens today. All right, very good. Oh, and PA Lydia, I need to Thank give you, you your, give you your bell. Give thyself a bell. <laughs> I'm so depressing. <laughs> no, Tacey just refuses to do it uh, on principle, and I think it's funny <laughs> that she does that, so... Anyway, um, I'm saying hello to the Fluid family. The Fluid family are people that watch us on YouTube, and I can see the cameras are all jacked up and, and wrong, but anyway, that's all right. So um, check out Dr. Scott's website, even if he isn't here at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And uh, if you want to help us get this channel to a place where we can do live streams with uh, you know, the super chats and all that stuff. If you'll go to our YouTube playlist that just says live shows and click on the first one and say play all and then turn the volume down and go to bed. It'll play the whole thing. We gotta get up to four thousand hours. And I we've never made a big deal out of the video component of this show. But it's become clear to me that uh, I got to quit being so effing old school and start learning how to do some things. I guess I'll have to start wearing makeup and fixing my hair for these stupid things. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Some great. people will do it where some of the people are off camera. Uh, uh, 
uh, Gino Bisconti does that on In Hot Water. There's this guy that's off camera that talks. So if you want to do that, we can. We can just have it where I'm the only one that's on. And uh, we'll do StreamYard, and we put the link out where people can link in and uh, say things to us. You know, they can ask us questions, or they can say stupid stuff, or show me your tits, or whatever. And then I click off of them, of course, you know, because that's inappropriate. It's 2023. And Tacey's not on camera. It's 2023, <laughs> Harvey. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be me, wouldn't it? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I, that I don't have a problem with. Um, now, and I do have a new sort of game. Um, P.A. Lady, are you going to start coming back now? I'm, I'm hopeful so, yeah. Okay, so this is what I need you to do, because uh, it'll be fun if you do this. Um, so uh, you need to check our iTunes reviews. And what I want everybody to do, if you're listening to this, go to our podcast on iTunes, give us a five-star review, but shit all over Carl from WATP in the comments section. <laughs> See, WATP has this thing, you know, give us a five-star review, but shit on us. And I just thought that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Carl can handle it. So five-star review and shit all over Carl from WATP, and then P.A. Lydia will read them. That sounds great. Okay, it'll be fun. And then, and then we'll stop doing it because I really actually, I like Carl very much. He's a friend. We've talked about going on vacation together and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of fucking with him. So, all right. All right. Okay. Very good. And do check out his podcast. Who are these podcasts? Loads of fun. There's a lot of crazy Inception-like things going on in that universe right now. And it is very confusing. If you just turn the radio on, you don't know any of the players. But that's part of the fun is figuring it all out. But the... Um, ring leader, if you really want to know, the person that started all of this, that is one, um, one, what is it, um, six, six things to Kevin Bacon, six degrees. degrees. Degree. This person is one degree from everybody on there, and that, my friends, is Cardiff Electric. So uh, that's all you need to know. All right? Okay. Now. All right. Um, let's do, I think it's time already to do some Tacey's Topics. It's Tacey's Time of Topics. A time for Tacey to discuss topics of the day. Not to be confused with Topic Time with Harrison Young, which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacey. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, Tacey. So today we're going to... Take it down a notch and get depressed. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so I, th I figured a lot of... So I need to change of, the category from comedy to something else. Yeah, you know, maybe for today. I okay. think a lot of us have children, and um, so I thought this was an important subject. What is children's therapy, and does your family need it? Okay. In the 10 years leading up to the pandemic, there was a 40% increase in mental health issues in kids. 9.4% yeah. live with anxiety disorders. 8.9% have behavioral issues. We scared 4. the point, shit out of all of us. Yeah, 4.4% have depression. What is, <clears throat> excuse me, child therapy and does your kid need it? Psychotherapy or talk therapy helps kids understand and manage their feelings, change behavior, communicate more effectively, and build resiliency. Yeah. Remember, you are the expert on your child. If you think something is off, you need to reach out. Therapy should not be viewed as a last resort. Right. It helps strengthen your child before the wheels come off. I think off. everybody should have therapy. I really do. Agreed. We Agreed. can't go into our brain, and, say, and I don't understand why we can't, but go into our brain and say, turn that thing off. 
there's a circuit in there that says the wrong thing every fucking time. How come I can't go in and turn that off? Why do I have to learn the same lesson over and over again? But in therapy, you can explore those things and write new scripts. Not me uh, yet, but, you know, working on it. So anyway. So if you notice changes in your child's daily mood and social interactions, that's when you need to be concerned. Um, what are some of the benefits? Therapists are teachers or coaches who help kids understand their thoughts, feelings, and behavior, teaches them to be mindful of their feelings, and gives skills to manage emotional behaviors. Child therapy is thought of as a collaboration between the child, parent, and the therapist. Yeah. So types. There are several. Cognitive behavioral therapy. If we become more aware of our thoughts and feelings, we can learn to control how we react to them. Give thyself a bell. Can be helpful for trauma survivors. So if your child's been in some sort of trauma, maybe a cog cognitive behavioral therapy. And you think cognitive behavioral that they're going to change out. They're changing internal behaviors, you know, the scripts that and it's usually uh, it can very often only last six weeks. So uh, it's very effective. Okay. Go ahead. Yep. Dialectical behavior therapy, most often used with suicidal teens. The mainstay in treating borderline personality disorder and often involves a combo of individual therapy and kids and parent coaching. What does dialectical mean? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Play therapy, which um, we did this with one of our kids, and yep. I thought, this is silly. This isn't going to work. And it did wonders um it creates an enjoyable environment for kids they observe your kid to see what themes they are expressing through play and it's helpful for younger kids yeah yeah our kid did very well in that yeah um, he was just having some anxiety and stuff one of the things i really liked was when um uh one of the uh doctors who saw him and he the first visit you know uh, our kid was complaining of anxiety and he, what the guy said was, and I will never forget this. And I really appreciate it. He said, um, if you've got a lion stalking a herd of gazelles and you got one gazelle that's nervous and looking around all the time, where's the, you know, is there a lion? Is the, what, what did the, did the grass move? Or you got one that's going, yeah, everything's okay. It'll, you know, there's, I don't have anything to worry about. Which one is probably going to get eaten? The everything's okay. Yeah, the one that's not me. He said, so having anxiety can be a good thing. And my kid, it was just like his eyes opened up and went, oh, oh. And one of the he was he was um, not performing in baseball the way that he wanted to because he'd get anxious when he was at bat. And he said, you're holding a stick and somebody's throwing a rock at you. You know, basically, that's what it is. Why wouldn't you be anxious about that? So he just normalized it, and it really helped. That was in the first 15 minutes. You know, I was Amazing. very impressed. But anyway. So parent-child interaction therapy. Therapist observes interaction through a video or one-way mirror, usually 12 to 20 sessions to complete, and offers parent coaching. Yeah, I've seen, we used to do those in my clinic, and uh, you would see um, the kid, they would say just... The, the psychologist said, just let kids play. Just play with them. Let them drive it. And you'd have parents in there that would do that for like a minute. And then they'd be going, no, that's blue. That's blue. Or, you know, count, count. Now, what comes after two, you know, and all that stuff. They're not playing with them. They're just fussing at them. So, you know, people can fall into that and not even realize it. 
You know, yeah. by the way, dialectical means relating to the logical discussion of ideas and opinions. So the, um, the last type of therapy is just family therapy where the family gets together, communication and learning to understand one another. It's helpful with anxious kids or ones whose parents are having marital conflict. Yeah. Oh, there's also behavior therapy, ADHD, modify environments so that the kid can control their behavior, allows for more positive discipline and behavior. Talk to your pediatrician for recommendations. Right. This came and from that's Parents t- Magazine. Very good. Well, you get a bell for that. that. Great. Give thyself a bell. And um, behavioral therapy is distinct from cognitive behavioral therapy. So they're two very different things. So the second topic is how to handle a child's mental health emergency. Okay. Um, for example, a suicide attempt. How do you know your child is in crisis? And, you know, for somebody who's got teenagers, I remember one day our kid just started crying for no reason, and we had no idea anything was going on. They don't really tell you, you know. Um, So you just have to watch for mood changes, behavioral changes, or your gut just shouts it out. Some are masters at hiding it, refusing to get out of bed, runs away, or having suicidal thoughts, significant weight gain or loss. They say anything about cutting in there? No, nothing was said about cutting mm. in there. But okay. what if an attempt is made? Um, be calm and non-judgmental. It's not about you. Reach out to your child's therapist or pediatrician. Dial nine eight eight, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Is that true over the whole country? Um, it, according to this, it yeah, is. Okay. Um, also nine one one, if an attempt has been made, there right. are intensive outpatient programs where you can go three times a weekly for three times weekly for group therapy for him or her and two times weekly for parents. Listening to other kids makes them feel less alone. Best prevention, talk openly with kids about mental health from the start. The perception that talking about suicidality increases it, increases it is inaccurate. Okay, so I didn't read that correctly, but if you talk about it, it does not increase the likely that it, likelihood that it will happen. It destigmatizes it. Right. That's right. You're normalizing it. And uh, that's true of end of life conversations, too. People feel that that increases anxiety, actually does just the opposite because you've let the elephant out of the room and now everybody can speak, speak freely. Yeah. It destigmatizes it. So don't overlook your own self-care either. Online resources, SAMHSA, which is SMA. S-A-M-H-S-A for parents and caregivers, warning signs and how to help. There's also National Alliance on Mental Illness, Family Members, and Caregivers Resource Guide. You Um, know what else you can do with that 988? You can just text them. I'm looking it up right now. You can just just text 988, and uh, if you are uh, feeling or someone that you know is feeling suicidal, they can help. So there's several things you can Google if you you are more interested in this topic or you think you need help in this area. Um, Like I said, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Family Members, and Caregivers Resource Guide, Mental Health Resources for Parents and Adolescents and Young Adults Guide. They have links and treatment locator services. And your kid's school may also be very helpful. Yeah, the FCC designated 988 as a nationwide mental health crisis and suicide prevention number, and they've done that since uh, 2020. And the National Alliance on Mental Illness was uh, lobbying for that, and uh, it's a nationwide three-digit number for mental health crisis. It's been in the works since 2020. I don't know anything about it. 
I should know this. I know about SAMHSA, and we utilize SAMHSA, but I didn't know anything about this. So you, uh, I'm going to give you the long bell for that. Oh, Enter thy inner voice and give thyself it's a, a shame bell. Scott's not no here. No task shalt be denied if thy will be I'll strong and him. true. For when a bell is rung, it carries with it the sound of courage that giveth strength to even the meekest of hearts. So ring thine own bell and be mindful of its power and might, for it will be thy guide in whatever oh task God, thou sets long. thy sight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I especially appreciated that your report didn't include anything about medications, which are also fine, but there are so many other things that can yes, that and can I, help. I think oftentimes both used together. Sure. You know, um, yeah. and and I, I think just reaching out for help is, is the first step, of yeah. course, because so many people think it makes you weak and it does not. Correct. No. Correct. Yeah. So many people uh, suffer in silence and that's adults as well. Maybe even more. The kids don't know that there's something available. The adults usually do and they don't seek it because they they feel the stigma. So there is none. You will not be judged. That's the one place you can go and say anything you want, and you won't be judged. Unless so, you threaten to kill somebody, and then they have to do something. I have a small story about self, self-awareness. self Okay. So on rotations uh, in PA school, I was at a, a veterans administration deal in the Midwest where people could live on campus. Uh, there was a large uh, psych ward where uh, people were housed if they had had a suicide attempt or brought them right. for being suicidal. Um, homeless people could live there. Homeless veterans could live there. And I would attend sometimes morning cognitive group CBT, yep. morning cognitive uh, behavioral therapy for the group. Got it. And so I would go and I would just sit back and listen, initially thinking, well, I'm just going to learn what they do. Nothing, right. nothing applies to me here. And then they talked about awfulizing. Mm. Have you heard about awfulizing? No. No, is it so, like catastrophizing? It is. Yeah, it's something that I did in my head that I never even realized I did where you make up these basically like all these different scenarios that are not reality in right. your brain and you spend time worrying about worrying them. about things that aren't actually happening, yeah. right? What could happen? Uh, so that was a that was a very important <laughs> therapy session for me. I I think uh the the 12 step uh, trope that if you've got one foot in the future and one foot in the past, you're in a perfect position to shit all over the present. <laughs> and we live in the present and we just constantly shit on it by worrying about stuff that hasn't happened that we've, obviously we can't do anything about. We can try to prevent it. But stuff in the past that there's absolutely nothing we can do about. Yeah. Live in the moment. Mindfulness is a big deal. And uh, matter of fact, we're starting a, um, a um, clinical trial in our cancer center for uh, chemotherapy suite-induced anxiety. And we're going to be using virtual reality environment called TRIPP, T-R-I-P-P, I've mentioned on the show before. And uh, half the people will do the full TRIPP protocol for 10 minutes and then judge their anxiety, and half of them will be in a virtual environment where it's just like a river. And uh, and then we'll see if there's any difference. Because... That's great. Yeah, I, you can't just do it against no control. You got to have some sort of control. But anyway, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting, and it it is. That's all about mindfulness, just being in the moment. Is that going to be at all centers? Can I refer patients to your clinical trial? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? Yeah, we'll work it out. I'll come up right. there and do it. Well, okay. Yeah, okay, we'll talk. Anyway, uh, yeah, because we'll be recruiting um, people. 
I like to have as many as we can because of getting old. You know, Does this to, mean I can't just give people out of in? Just kidding. I think you should. You can. <laughs> it is part this of. This could be a part of a complete uh, comprehensive <laughs> treatment plan. <laughs> All right. You got anything else, Taste? Nope. That's it. All right. Anybody want to do that list of penis I'll let news? You, I'll let you do that. You want that. me to do it? Okay, yeah. It's, it's it. quite funny. Yep. Uh, so Carissa, uh, DNP Carissa was here and did uh, some penis facts, and, but I'm, she left her notes behind. There's all kinds of stuff she didn't do on here that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so the ancient Romans thought that penile hardness was directly linked to what a person ate and that the shape, color, and flavor of certain foods impacted one's sex life. Consequently, root vegetables such as carrots, well, no kidding, became, in, I mean, uh, talk about being on the nose, um, instant symbols of strength of libidos. And then, okay, during the Inquisition, okay, this was the, the Inquisition where the, you know, the, uh, the Catholic Church had a division that was trying to root out heresy, right? Yeah. And uh, women were executed for knowledge of Satan's penis. For example, in 1600, <laughs> Anna Pappenheimer had her breast torn off. Oh, God, this is too great. This is a horrible uh, show. Let me find one that's a little more fun. Ooh, but they did bad. They did very off. naughty things to her. Uh, the ancient naughty. Egyptian god Atum declared, I created on my own every being. My fist became my spouse. I copulated with my hand. His penis created all life, divine and mortal, through this act of sacred masturbation. My hand became my spouse. I yep. think that's where I'm at. <laughs> in ancient Egypt, the penis was so potent that it defeated death. Osiris, in fact, flaunted his virility in the underworld as king, declaring in the Book of the Dead, I am Osiris, stiff of penis. I am mightier than the Lord Terror. I copulate and I have power over myriads. I like, I am Osiris, stiff of penis. <laughs> I am Testicles from the island of Pinos. Anyway, all right. Uh, okay, uh, let me see. Um, yeah, the rest of this is probably going to um, culturally upset some people. So anyway. Um, oh, here we go. Among ancient tribes, it was not unusual for a new king to eat the penis of his predecessor to absorb his sacred authority. This practice was banned, however, um, by ancient governments that thought that that was stupid. All right. Good for them. Yep. All right. One French stand-up comedian and illustrator once said, my penis doesn't look like, no, I don't know. Oh, my penis doesn't like the same women I do. Okay, I don't, good for him. All right. That's what he told his uh, wife. The, right? the, yeah. I guess there was a reason why Carissa didn't read those. So I, I apologize. Maybe for she that. deserves a bell. Yeah. I'll give myself that. And maybe this. Well, that's because you're an idiot. And, all right. Give thyself a bell. And that's for Carissa, who's not here today. All right. You guys want to answer some questions? Sure. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Help if I was potting up the correct uh, pot on that. But okay, here we go. Namaskar. Namaskar. And crew. Uh, no, I didn't go to Thailand. Actually, I'm in Nepal. Yeah. I've been in Nepal for I speak Hindi, a few months Hindi now. Nepal. And, and when I got here, let me tell you, up Casey have Pagal Dost. That means, how are you, crazy friend? And then he's going to tell us. I had explosive diarrhea for Uh-oh. about a week. Went to the ER over here. They gave me some Borahe. That means antibiotics bad. and some uh, probiotics, anti. So they're battling it out of my stomach right now. Yeah. But no, after that, uh, everything is fine. I'm still in Nepal. I'm in Patan, actually which is in Nepal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you established Kathmandu. that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been lovely. Uh, the weather's cool. great, and the people are awesome. Yeah. Everybody's super kind. The food, the hygiene, let's say, is a little uh, iffy. So I'm kind of picking and choosing where I Well, by our standards, you know, you'll notice that folks that live there eat that stuff just fine. Eat now. There is no fast food here. I mean, there's fast food, but it's pani puri, which is diarrhea in a ball. <laughs> Look at some pani puri. You wouldn't need it either. Okay. But it's actually really good. So, yeah, okay. I've been enjoying my time in Nepal. Good. And yeah, I came here for a lady. I'm not oh. having wild sex, just regular sex, but a lot of it with one person. So, yeah, good, good times. All right, man. Well, good for you, well, man. Well, it sounds like he's having fun, and she must be... You know, a good egg if she's tolerating him with his explosive diarrhea. It's a shame he's not on 90 Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. He should be on 90 Day and just in the bathroom the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That is, okay, it's a guilty pleasure for me. I like to sit down and watch 90 Day Fiance with Tacey. It's one of my favorite things to do because I just yell at the screen the whole time. You know, what did you think was going to (laughs) happen? You're in another country. Stop, you know, trying to make them be like you. It's not happening. If you can't change. Now, I don't even want to talk about it. 
it, it, I get I get really mad. There is a woman that wants to change 1,600 years of history of tradition about how women dress in that country overnight. Oh. And she left this guy because she couldn't handle the rules. And then she came back. It was like, nothing's changed. Why, did, why are you back here? And she was just as mad from day one, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. So it's just crazy. And um, that's what they pick. They you generally don't pick functional. I was going to say they, they, for they edit for that. Yeah, and they'll yes, and they will edit it to make people look worse than they are too. I've been a victim of that self mm. when I was on the Jane Whitney show back in the day when that I was sucks. writing books about internet uh, love, which I unfortunately knew too much about. But anyway, uh, so let's talk about his traveler's diarrhea. <laughs> It's the most common travel-related illness, and it can occur anywhere. Highest-risk destinations are in Asia, except for Japan and South Korea. But Middle East, Africa, Mexico, Central, and South America, so basically kind of everywhere. Um, The thing is that um, I get traveler's diarrhea every time. I mean, we've we've been to Hawaii, what, twice, Tace? Two two or three times. Yeah. And... um, they, uh, I get it 100% of the time there. And their foods, I mean, it's it's America. They have different bacterial flora on their food mm-hmm. that my stomach isn't used to. So um, I should probably take a probiotic when I'm there, and maybe that would prevent it. I, I don't know when we'll ever get back there again. You know, we did it for work. But, um, and, and now Tacey's retired, so that won't be happening. But nope. uh, one of the things that you can do, is chew your food and drinks carefully. I remember when I we were in the Dominican Republic, they had ultra-filtered water in the resort. But when we went out on the booze cruise, you know, it's, what I wanted to do was, uh, you know, liquor and bottled mixer, no hielo, no ice. Mm, okay, sneaky. Yeah, because the ice can sometimes not be fi- filtered water on those mm-hmm. trips. So, uh, so that's something. And obviously, wash your hands. But if the people making your food aren't washing their hands, just make sure it's cooked thoroughly. And uh, what, there's a couple of over-the-counter drugs that you can take. Um, Loperamide is one that could that, that can slow down the diarrhea. If you have a bacterial infection, which this usually really isn't, you know, Shigella or Salmonella, that's a different beast altogether. What's You'll, the brand name of that, Steve? Um, um, Imodium. Imodium. Okay. Yeah. Now, but I don't recommend that. What I recommend, if it's if it's not contraindicated, is bismuth subsalicylate. And if you'll take, and that's Pepto-Bismol tablets. You take two tablets before each meal. Most of the time, that will prevent traveler's diarrhea. And I can, if you have this problem, email me, drsteve202 at gmail.com, and I will send you a thing about using bismuth subsalicylate uh, for the prevention of traveler's diarrhea. The way it works is the bismuth has such a high surface area, you know, crag, little crags and crannies and stuff on the molecular level that uh, bacterial toxins will adhere to it preferentially instead of to the bowel wall. Huh. That's, the, that's the supposedly working hypothesis. So. Well, that's a part of treatment for eradication of H. pylori, right? Well, hmm. 
I don't remember. Because of anti. Uh, I, re- I remember it was two. It was by accident, amoxicillin and low uh, lansoprazole, right, Tase? And some other things too. Oh, okay, um, maybe it was bismuth then. I'll check it out. Yeah, Good check one. that out. Looks in PrevPak. Yeah, the PrevPak yeah. was uh, by ac- was clarithromycin, amoxicillin, and uh, loperamide. Uh, I'm sorry, lansoprazole or Pepsid. So there's a. Um, for H. pylori and duodenal or duodenal ulcer in children uh, or adults, uh, this is not actual recommendation to do this, right? Okay. Um, but a regimen is bismuth uh, subsalicylate uh, with flagyl or metronidazole yeah, and a big a tetracycline. Okay. So. For H. pylori? Okay, mm-hmm. well, they've changed. The old Prev pack was that, uh, you know, they, this stuff's always evolving, and I, I don't really treat that anymore. Yeah. Um, but... I would not give bismuth subsalicylate to a little kid because it has, it's like giving them aspirin. aspirin. And there is a risk if they have a fever of rye syndrome. So we just try not to give it to, to uh, little kids. There are some syndromes where they will give kids aspirin despite the rye syndrome uh, uh, risk. risk because it's, the risk is low in that, those particular um, Indications that they give it for, but anyway, in general, don't give little kids aspirin unless your uh, primary care or your specialist tells you to. You can also check, like, if you know where you're. Obviously, you should know where you're going uh, for yes. traveling. So the CDC has a traveler's website for each country, Correct. and they will give you pro like tips and tricks. Yeah, particularly uh, if you have to get certain vaccines to go there, right? Or if they would be beneficial. I think everybody should have hepatitis A vaccine for in a minimum because hepatitis a sucks it's just basically a puke bug that then after you're done puking you get jaundice because your liver isn't working right uh or and then i think everybody should have hepatitis b and c vaccine i mean why deal with that anymore um Hepatitis B vaccine is actually an anti-cancer vaccine. I had a physician correct me when I said the only anti-cancer vaccine that we truly have right now is Gardasil. And he said hepatitis B? Yeah, and but he said, you know, if you don't get hepatitis B, having chronic hepatitis B, which is a small minority of people, uh, a small minority of those will get hepatocellular cancer. So, um, hey... Uh, are you seeing a decrease at all yet of cervical cancers in young women since Gardasil has been on the market for, a, you know, over a decade? You know, now? I haven't checked the SEER data yeah. to see if there's a decline. I can check it really quickly. I, I know there is a decline in abnormal pap smears. Okay. They they have identified that. And it just, it takes time. I mean, if you have an abnormal pap smear, it can take 10 years to develop uh, cervical cancer, which is why I recommend people get their effing pap smears. Because mm-hmm. if you catch it on year 10, it can be a real problem. But if you catch it on year three, you just take care of it right there. You know, your gynecologist can be your best friend on preventing cervical cancer. So on the on the SEER uh, database, which is our CDC like government report, cancer.gov database of cancer, yeah. there is a, a, a sharper decline uh, between 2018 and 2020 of new diagnosis of cervical cancer cases. Really? Now, some of that's COVID, though. And we also know that the screening guidelines for cervical cancer were relaxed a bit, right? right. Where instead of annual screening, we're Q3 year screening. And I'm so old school. You so, know. Ah, well, I me... mean, listen, I had an abnormal pap, gosh, in 20, 2009. Mm-hmm. My mom was an anti-cervical, can- anti-Gardasil 
person. Okay. And so I had an abnormal pap with dysplasia, needed a surgery because of an HPV. Right. Uh, deal. So I did that and then got the vaccine. For yeah, myself. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, so but, I'm that way too. I'm I think like the, annual, please. Yeah, the, right. Well, you should because you had an abnormal one. There is a different protocol for people who had an abnormal pap smear. But then if it, it converts back to normal, then yeah. you can go on the other thing. Uh, again, check with your uh, OBGYN on that because they're the experts on these new protocols. And if you're interested in looking where these protocols come from, there is a website, USPSTF.com, I think. Or is it dot, uh, let me see. Preventative Task Force. USPSTF dot, it's got to be dot gov, right? Nope. Well, maybe it is. Nope. I think it's dot com. So we're US Preventative Task, let's see. U.S. Preventative Services Task Force dot org. It, uh, dot org for goodness sake. Why didn't they just spend the money to get dot org? That's the deal, dot right? Com. It was the Google domain available for the good yeah, price. Yeah, somebody <laughs> took it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, but you can go there and you can see what's um, what is uh, available for you and all that kind of stuff. So, all right. And what screening things they recommend? You know, they recommend that they uh, providers ask about smoking. I mean, some of this is not invasive. Checking your blood pressure. We don't really do rectal exams much anymore because that's fallen out of favor in favor of just checking PSAs. So, you know, don't fear going to the, you know, to get your physical every year. Do you find something? Well, the, the very first uh, thing on there is abdominal aortic aneurysm, which I, I wonder is I expect is very underscreened. So uh, men aged 65 to 75 years who have ever smoked. USPSTF recommends one-time screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm with ultrasound uh, in men aged 65 to 75 who have ever smoked. Really? Um, yeah. So your abdominal aorta is the large blood vessel that pumps blood from your heart down to your lower extremities, and that can... Aneurysms sometimes are dilated, and it can dilate to an area where the vessel wall gets so thin that it could rupture. Yeah. Uh, and that causes an Im- almost immediate, very painful death. That is correct. Yeah. Give thyself a bell. You know what else causes an immediate death? They, I was on a show once, and they asked me what's the worst death that I ever saw. And it was an uh, aortoesophageal fistula, which what that means is the aorta has a connection with the esophagus and it eats there it's cancer would eat a hole through the esophagus into the aorta and when that thing is finally breached the patient will stand up open their mouth four mm-hmm. pumps across the room that's how much pressure it is and then that's it blood yeah yeah four yeah. pumps of blood so uh yeah get your screening stuff done you know that 2018 to 2020 that actually predates covid so mm-hmm. uh you know a lot of people didn't go get their screenings during covid so we're going to see a bit of an uptick in cancer for a while i'm afraid because of two at least two years of people not getting the preventative services that they once did mm-hmm. and uh i mean we all have a little bit of pt uh, you know ptsd from that i think I, mm-hmm. I certainly do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I, anyway, I, I don't want, I probably, I don't need to talk about it. But anyway, it's, um, 
I find it's you just Google USPSTF because it's actually not that. It's US Preventative Services Task Force.org slash USPSTF. Why didn't they just buy the domain? It's for sale. The dot org, the dot com, and the dot gov are all for sale. Everything has a price. Well, it's right? so, so, Yes. We should look it up it and cost? see how much it costs. Oh, well, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, these the ones that own these domains, I had to pay $1,000 for drsteve.com. And I've got two of them. I have the drsteve.com and I've got the spelled out drsteve.com. Nice. That's not nice. And it was a lot of money, and it was when we were first starting out. But I've since there are some other famous Dr. Steves out there. Hell, they can, uh, I'll sell them to them. Exactly. And then we'll just have weirdmedicine.com, you know? Um, yeah. So, if anybody knows a Dr. Steve out there that wants a domain, it's for sale. Your old pal needs money. It would uh, be a plastic surgeon. Yeah, there you 100. go. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hello. It's Mike in New York. Hey, Mike. I want to thank you for your continued service. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, this could be for the um, Patreon. Okay. Uh -oh. I know you think you're okay. done with COVID, but I don't think, uh, especially now with Kennedy in the election, that you will be done with COVID for a while. I was curious if you've listened to Joe Rogan's RFK Jr. Uh, interview. Yes. And his interview with Dr. Asim Mahatra, a um, British cardiologist, both of whom have a lot of questions about the COVID um, vaccine. Sure. And they both cite studies. I don't know how good these studies are uh, or how well versed or the type of studies. Uh, I was just curious if you've listened to them. Yes, yes, I have. And here's the thing. Um, I said from the beginning, we needed therapeutics. This concentration on a vaccine for a coronavirus that's been demonstrated in the past to not be effective because they are, we can get coronaviruses over and over and over again. And, um, you know, but they were so focused on a vaccine that drugs like favipiravir, which I talked to, I go, you can go back and look at my COVID sit reps from like June of 2020. That's only three months after it started, where I was talking about this Japanese drug called favipiravir that was uh, effective against RNA viruses and was already on the market. It stayed phase one, phase two, phase three, already been tried. Hell, give it emergency use. Um, uh, they're in phase four, and it's a safe drug. Let us do it. Nope. We got molnipiravir 18 months later because somebody went, well, okay, you know, that kind of stuff. If we had had, and people are sick of hearing me say this, but P.A. Lydia, you and I haven't talked about it. I don't, Tacey, I'm not sure you and I have. Um, if we'd had a drug like that that was effective, like Paxlovid is now, uh, if you were at high risk, you take the uh, prescription to the pharmacy and you get the pill and you don't go to the hospital, you don't end up on the vent and you don't die. That's what we needed yeah. because we can't vaccine our way out of this. No, uh, that's and we didn't vaccine our way out of it, even at the. You know, at the end of it, all the people that uh, I saw, I remember I went to a hospital at a six-bed ICU. Every single person that was on the ventilator was not vaccinated. So it, it obviously did help. But uh, we got out of it by uh, Omicron just infecting everybody. Yeah. 
And uh, that was, and, and when this thing first started, it had a uh, an R naught, you know, a, effective transmission number of like 2.4. And back then, I was saying most people won't get it, and most people who do get it won't die. Um, I think the vaccine is uh, an important part of uh, prevention of severe disease in the elderly and other people at risk. And I think that mandating it for anyone else, I think the the FDA, when they finally lift the emergency use and they come up with an indication for it, it's not going to be for the not vulnerable population. So when you have, let's say, 10 to 18-year-olds, and that and healthy 10 to 18 year olds and they get coronavirus they're going to have uh, cases of myocarditis it happens the, so the the the, the um, virus causes it but the uh, vaccine can cause it as well it's the body's um, and it generally happens in males to young men and it's the body's uh, reaction to that antigen that causes the body sometimes to attack the heart muscle. The good news is that in almost all of the cases, those kids get better, but in some they don't. So uh, if they, and I've looked at numbers and you can, I can give you a study that shows that the vaccine uh, creates less myocarditis, but then they don't ever look at, well, if the kids get COVID, what happens? You know, they never go that far. They just say mm-hmm. the vaccine, we've followed them. They didn't get myocarditis. So I can show you that data. We can all cherry pick studies. What we need to do is mash all the data together into a, a meta-analysis and look at the whole thing and see if there's a statistically significant benefit for anybody. And there will be, but it'll be for the vulnerable population. I think, yeah, it should, we should absolutely um, uh, vaccinate vulnerable populations. And it remains to be seen what we're going to do about, you know, mandating it for anybody else. Yeah. I think a very, like, stark memory for me of the start of the COVID. Um, this episode is really a bummer. Was for our <laughs> cancer patients when, when they were when they were tested positive or even before they tested positive, before we had tests or yeah. before it was an act of Congress to even get a test. Right. person comes in with unknown virus or right. illness. When I would... You know, when they would like get in that wheelchair or in the bed to be admitted to the hospital mm-hmm. from the cancer center, yeah, it was goodbye, yeah, you know, and that's not the case anymore since the vaccine, right? Well, well since molnupiravir and and, and, yeah, and Paxlovid, the uh, the other thing that I've seen, and there are other therapies too, outpatient remdesivir is as good as uh, Paxlovid, it's just a pain in the butt to give, so they're, they're they have an oral version of it coming if it's not already on the market, um. The, uh, uh, yeah, well, I had some, some stage four cancer patients that got COVID, got put in the hospital and just sailed right through. Yeah. So it just goes to show you, you know, there's a natural variation in humans. <laughs> and uh, it, it, this, coronaviruses are not new. There's five circulating uh, endemic coronaviruses. Now we have a sixth and uh, they cause a common cold most of the time. But every year we have in this country, 10 to 20,000 people who die of quote-unquote atypical pneumonia or viral pneumonia, and they had COVID-like syndromes. We weren't testing for that stuff now, or then. 
we, we just say, well, you got a virus. Now, the one benefit of this is kind of cool, is when you come in with a viral illness, they can do this viral panel. It'll say adenovirus, rhinovirus, picornavirus, all this stuff. It's pretty damn neat. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I will take the RSV vaccine. Uh, RSV almost killed one of our kids, mm-hmm. but uh, thank God Tacey was breastfeeding because she had the antibodies against the RSV, and he just sailed right through. Good. Yep. It was amazing. That's they were awful. they were pretty convinced that if he lived, he would have you know terrible lung problems because he was so young. But no, they surprised him because she continued to breastfeed him, and uh, and saved his life. That was more that was more effective than anything else they had because they really didn't have anything. Yeah, you know, just supportive care. So thank you, Tacey. Yeah, even though I gave it to him. Well, okay, yeah, but well, you I mean, sa- you saved it from it too. So you, that's the more you important having thing. it. Allowed you to produce the antibodies I that you transferred so. to him yeah. through breast milk. So, so um, I, I tend to look at the pause. <laughs> yeah, you gave it to him, but you saved his life. So thank you. He would have gotten it, you know. Okay, yeah, let's do uh, here. Yeah. Let's uh, Tacey's hey, feeling. Let's do this. This is Matt, the nurse from Connecticut. Hey, Matt. I hope everything's going well. Yes. Just two quick points that I want to if I could reach out to you for. The okay. first off is uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Casey. I think it's awesome the progression of her on the show. Uh, she went from oh, someone that nice. would just get hung up on or actually hang up on you when you would answer the phone. <laughs> that to, is true. Um, topic time and everything. She's a such a great like Oh, that's wonderful. And I just want to make sure that Thank she you. knows that she is uh very well thought of and uh, such a contributing mm. member. And the thing is, if I tell you that, it doesn't mean th- anything. Right, it means nothing oh, to hear thing. it from somebody else. That was very sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And that being said, um, I have a question about, uh, about my nuts. About what? <laughs> so, when you get hit in the junk, why does it not hurt in your nuts? Yeah. Why does it hurt up in your Yeah. Your abdomen, your flank. That's easy. Um, That's a good question. Why does it hurt everywhere else but your balls? I don't give uh, listeners bells often enough, but that's a Give thyself a bell. I'm giving him a bell for a great question. So if you get kicked in the nuts, it hurts where you would have ovaries if you had ovaries. So why is that? It'd be a Lydia, you know the answer. The only thing that comes to mind is the pudendal nerve, but I do not know. Well, okay, when the nuts are developed, they develop in the abdomen right around the place where the ovaries would be, and then they descend. So they leave behind their nervous system? Yes, it drags the nervous system with it. Just like um, the liver and the back of the shoulder, when when you develop, are in the same area, and they use the same nerve plates. And when they separate, they drag those with you. So uh, liver pain can sometimes present as uh, posterior shoulder pain. Likewise, the heart and the left arm. Or the heart and the neck, they share some nervous. So when the uh, when the heart is damaged, you get pain in your left arm. My dad had it, it just pain in his shoulder. So that's called referred pain, and that's why it's because those places were um, uh, in in proximity back in the day when you were developing as a fetus. It's pretty cool. That's cool. 
Now, some kids will have non-descended testicles. That's a whole other thing. If your kid doesn't have two nuts in the sack, you can leave them alone for a while. They'll recommend it. But if, if they hit puberty and it's still that way, it's either got to be brought down or it's got to be removed. Because a certain percentage of those will become malignant. Have you ever seen one of those? Uh, I have not. I haven't explored every case. So every testicular cancer case for prior undescended testes. Okay. But, you know, that's a very important. Yeah, well, factor. they would still have an undescended testicle. So do you guys not check their nut sack when they no. come in? No, well, we do. I just <laughs> wonder if, you know, because even um, late dissension yeah. raises your risk of testicular cancer. Oh, is that cancer. right? Now, that yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, so well, you get a bell for that. Though. Give thyself a bell. Anytime you tell me something, I don't know. Which is frequent (laughs) these days. So I haven't ever explored people's histories. And testicular cancer, though very important, is relatively rare. Yes. Right. So I don't see a ton of cases. You know, every October we go over the uh, uh, self-testicular exam on the show. We did that on our very first show uh, in uh, New York when we did it from the Opie and Anthony studios. And uh, every every year I'll get one or two people that email me and say, I found something and yeah, that's what it was. So uh, well, And they took care of it and they wouldn't have done it if we hadn't just kind of walked them through it. So uh, we'll do that again this October. But yeah, that's why I say at the end of the, every show, check your stupid nuts for lumps. It is a young man's disease. Every woman knows about self-breast exam. Most guys have never heard about self-testicular exams. It is a young man's disease. Or if they did hear about it, it was in, uh, what's that, uh, health class, where they separate the boys yeah. from the girls. And then the boys are just, you know, laughing and guffawing and they missed that it. the pediatricians don't mandate. I'm sure that they do. I mean. But they just don't. I'm sure it's such an awkward thing, too. That but kids I, I talked to adults and I said, do you, have you ever heard of that? And they'll say, no, yeah. nobody ever told me that. So they may have told them. You know, sometimes not absorbed, we, right? But it was not absorbed, like a unlike a downy paper towel, right? <laughs> Before we go, um, we had a question from the Fluid family. Love it, aka Patty Blue, wanted to know should uh, people get the uh, shingles vaccine? And that to me is an unqualified hell yes. Yeah. Shingles fucking sucks. 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 I've seen people get shingles. On their face. On their crotch. At, right. And th- those, those Ooh, are the two really bad that's ones. That's where I had it. If you get it on your crotch, Damn. you think you have herpes, herpes and you think your partner's been doing something or you and then or your partner goes, well, no, I hadn't been doing anything. It must be you. It Did sucks. that happen to you guys? Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I made them check. To yeah. see yeah. if it was. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, because I mean, she's suspecting me, and I'm yeah. going, well, I've got to be objective. <laughs> what have you here? been doing? Because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, it was, I, it, that, was that was never serious. Uh, um, or seriously. I mean, it wasn't a problem, but, it, you know, we were kind of joking about it. And then she got uh, tested, and it was actually uh, varicella zoster, not herpes simplex. So, so having it on your crotch sucks around the – it can – so well, let's talk a little bit about what shingles is. You want to talk about what it is? People get sick of Yeah, it's a, it's a reactivation of the varicella zoster or chicken pox. Right. So anyone who previously had chicken pox, right. uh, that virus lives within you, remains dormant. And it can manifest as shingles uh, by expression on any dermatome. So any nerve root, nerve yeah. root 
now throughout it's your body. It's weird that it's usually it's just one and it's on one side. Yeah. So when the shingle when the chickenpox vaccine retreats when you're a kid, it nestles in a single nerve root. It may be in others, but then maybe it, the fact that it gets expressed prevents others from doing it. But it's weird. Yeah. So on you you know the rash you see a sort of a chickenpox blistery papular ulcerating rash along one side of the body or the other. Yeah, and we can tell as providers when it when it looks suspicious for shingles because it does travel along one dermatome. That's right, one and we know the dermatome area of skin that it's we crazy. know is innervated by one specific all the nerve. peripheral nerves. Yeah, and it's peripheral nerves. It, was, it seems like why didn't it do it inside? Thank God Thank it doesn't. God. It would kill us. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you get it in your face and uh, into your eye, now you had a scare about that, right? I did. It's a bit embarrassing now. I was <laughs> Good. super stressed a few months ago. I just finished my doctorate have the organization. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Thank by the you. way. Yes. What was yeah. your dissertation on? Uh, so I actually did cell-free DNA from cancer oh. and screening. So mm. early stage cancer screening through yeah. blood tests. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, Give yeah. thyself a bell. So we'll, we'll see how that oh, that's awesome. comes along at, at the U.S. Preventative Task Force is expected 2024 yeah. to be part of our usual Really? Training. Yeah. And you did that? Well, no, I didn't do that. Oh, what I did was make a, a nice algorithm for family providers to compare oh. colonoscopy, cell-free DNA, low-dose lung CT, cell-free DNA, oh, the yeah. stool kits, things like that. Cool. Um, anyway, so I was at work one day, uh, and I, I felt on my uh, the side of my temple this blister, and I had convinced myself that I had shingles because of all of the stress I was under. And, and shingles in that area would be likely to go to your eye. It can disrupt your cornea. It could eventually cause blindness. Correct. And so I immediately had someone prescribe me Valtrex because I knew I had shingles. I yep. had pain. Uh, and then about two hours after I took my first dose of Valtrex, I remembered burning myself with a curling iron. <laughs> you get <laughs> nothing. Well, that's the wrong one. So, I <laughs> do have a good supply of <laughs> You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God that's what it was. Yeah. It might have been a day after. I, I spent a, a solid day thinking I was going to go blind, probably. Yeah. Oh. That's what stress Well, and the me. other thing about shingles is when it's gone, it can leave behind nerves that are so jangled that they continue to send pain signals to the brain. It's called post-herpetic neuralgia, and we have to treat that. So, if, if you get shingles, get the treatment because the hypothesis is that treating it early with uh, valacyclovir, you know, the antiviral, uh, will uh, help decrease the risk of having post-herpetic neuralgia. So, all right. So the so, but the real prevention is the vaccine. So any adults 50 years and older get two doses of shingles vaccine called Shingrix recombinant zoster vaccine to prevent shingles. Now, adults 19 years and older who have weakened immune systems because of disease or therapy can also get it because they're at higher risk of getting it. Um, will it 100% prevent you from getting shingles? No, it will not. I got shingles anyway because I'm under a little bit of stress, and um, I, but it lasted about a day. Seriously, I, I, I got the, the papules, never got the blisters, and then it retreated. So uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Let me warn you, though, this vaccine will kick your ass. 
<laughs> it will absolutely kick your ass because it um, made me feel like I had sort of a flu syndrome for about four days. But what that told me is it's working and I could take some Naperson or something Did both like that. shots do that to you? Um, if I remember correctly, the first one was bad and then the second one wasn't so bad. Yeah, that's a great question, Chase. So, um, but anyway, yes, highly recommend it. It prevents strong project, uh, protection against shingles and post-herpetic neuralgia. And it's 90% effective at preventing shingles and post-herpetic neuralgia. And immunity stays strong for at least the first seven years after vaccination. Now, if you have a weakened immune system from chemotherapy or some other, like HIV or something like that, that's active, uh, studies show Shingrix is anywhere from 70 to 90% effective. So it's still effective. You yep. still get still it. Still recommend it. Okay. Now... Let's talk a little bit about shingles again, then we'll get out of here. Um, can, can you give shingles to somebody else? Because people will ask that. Yeah, so exposure to an open blister. Right. Right, in an open section of skin, you could theoretically, can't you theoretically could, transfer that? Okay. So no. You, Am I thinking about herpes simplex? Yes. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> Because they won't let you work when that you have blisters. That erases one of your bells. Right. Because you can give chicken pox to someone okay. if you have shingles. You cannot give shingles to someone if you so have shingles. So the virus is transmissible. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. It's like so, a half. A lot of people uh, ask about that. So, yeah, it's um, so there are some adults that have never had chicken pox and they never got the vaccine. I used to worry about the, the varicella vaccine. And... It, you know, I would rail kind of, well, we don't have long-term studies. What if we get a bunch of adults who, when the vaccine's immunity wears away, then now they're going to have all these adult chickenpox cases. And chickenpox in an adult is a different syndrome. Just like RSV is a different syndrome for adults. It causes a common cold for the most part. But in children, it can be devastating. And, um, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, Chicken pox is, you know, they used to have chicken box parties. Yeah. And, uh, but if you're an adult, it really can F you up. So, uh, make you very ill. But it turns out I should have done a little bit more research because it's a live attenuated vi viral vaccine. And therefore, they should have pretty prolonged immunity to it, if not permanent immunity. So, cool. I'm a little happier about that. And I have not seen any adult chicken pox at all. No uh, insurgent or uh, resurgence of that since uh, Shingrix was or uh, the um, the uh, varicella vaccine. Varicella vaccine was started. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. That's a good thing. Anyway. All right. Well, listen. Uh, can't thank Dr. Scott because he's not here today. Thanks to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Too bad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks to uh, Tacy. And thanks for your topic time and for being here. Uh, Tacey's been my partner on air since uh, we kicked everybody out of the studio during COVID. And we just kind of kept it going. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, some Other of the listeners are, are too. too. <laughs> thanks to everyone who's made the show happen over the years. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103s. Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand. And other times at Paul Ocharski's um, off Charsky's uh, pleasure. Um, and uh, apparently he's doing our show now. I didn't know that. 
So that's good to know. Paul's a good guy. Uh, many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Great Medicine. Thanks, everybody. 